The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, hello. It's another week, another Monday, which means another episode of the Dental Download Podcast with me, Haley, and I'm a second year dental student. If you didn't know that already, I'm going to do a typical intro. I'm going to recap what happened this past week in dental school and let you know a little bit of what's coming up. And then the main episode this week, as you can tell from the title, is all about ASDA and more specifically my experiences with ASDA, some of the things that I think are exceptionally noteworthy about the organization. And I really just wanted to take a minute to explain more about ASDA because I know we have a good amount of pre-dental listeners and there are some really cool benefits and opportunities for pre-dental students. And then I also know that a lot of the dental students listening might be ASDA members or are considering being an ASDA member, and either way, I could get some ideas from what my school does, some of our events, some of the ways we go about doing things from my own involvement. You might be inspired to get involved in your chapter or on a different level, which we'll get into in the episode. But before we do that, I wanted to recap this past week a little catch-up. So we had one quiz, this was two weeks ago, in Diagnostic Sciences, and it went okay. I passed, and then our team did well on the team version of it. But we have another one coming up this Monday, so I'm hoping to do even better on that. I've been trying to study for it a bit the past couple days. I got to Indiana to see my boyfriend on Wednesday night pretty late, so then I had Thursday and Friday to do schoolwork. Honestly, was medium level of schoolwork effort. I got everything done that I needed to, but I didn't do like above and beyond, you know, like really looking ahead and studying super in advance for midterms coming up in like three weeks. I didn't do any of that, but I did get everything done that I needed to and was able to study a bit for this quiz coming up Monday. So hopefully it'll go well and I'll continue studying today, Saturday, tomorrow, a lot more on Sunday. I'm going to spend most of today really just enjoying the weekend, but Sunday will be a school day once I drive back to Ann Arbor. And last weekend, I think I mentioned that I did a ton of lab work so that I would be okay to be here and to have missed, I only missed one in-person thing, our lab on Friday for dentures, for removable partial dentures, but I worked ahead this past week and last weekend that I was totally done with what we would be working on Friday, so I'm not behind it all, I'm totally on track there. And We also have a practical this week for our Monday-Wednesday lab, which is just our normal restorative lab. And I guess it's not even restorative. It's crown prep, so it's still pros, but it's um, direct restoration. So we have our first practical for an anterior crown on eight. We have to do a prep for eight for a crown, and then we are doing a temporary crown over that with PMMA acrylic through our clear plastic stents. So I don't love the stents. We got to practice with putty a bit, and that was a lot easier to make a nice mold, but they're having us use the stents on the practical. And we also got to use Integrity, which is a different temporary crown material, but again, they're not letting us use that on the practical, even though it's definitely better, and it's what we use in clinic. So a little weird about that, but that is a-okay. And just looking ahead, I would say that the next couple weeks are busy but mellow for me. Like it's very the usual like routine, club things, classes, studying, like our normal weekly assignments, our weekly quizzes. And then once we get to the 14th of February, we have two weeks of midterms. So that's kind of what I'm keeping in not even the back of my mind, in the front of my mind. I have a list on my to-do list of all the exams, their dates, what's coming first, and I'm trying to do a little bit for the most upcoming exams these next couple weeks to be more prepared in advance rather than just studying the week before, the weekend before. So we have two weeks of midterms, most of them being that week of the 14th, and then myself and three of my classmates leave to go to Louisville, Kentucky for an ASDA conference, which we'll talk about in this episode, And we'll be there Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, get back and have another midterm on Monday. And then I think one or two more that week as well. And then we're done with midterms and go back into this routine, busy, but normal schedule until finals in April. 
So that's everything for our little recap, but as I already have teased many times in the intro, ASDA, so you've probably heard me mention ASDA before, and I've also had many students on the podcast as guests that are pretty involved in ASDA in their own way. So you still might be wondering what is ASDA, and that is what this episode is going to answer, as well as my own experiences in it and ways that pre-dental students can get involved in ASDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so let's jump right in to answer what is ASDA. I felt it was important to just say what the acronym even stands for. So ASDA is the American Student Dental Association. We are the student level of the ADA, the American Dental Association. You might see ADA seal of approval with like toothpaste ads, or you might see them under your dentist that you go see that they're part of the ADA. So everything I'm going to talk about here is pretty much all available on the ASDA website, and I want to give you that URL right away because there's much more detail and in-depth and like 100% accurate information versus what I'm telling you should all be accurate, but it might not be as detailed. So the website is asdanet.org. I'll put that URL in the description of this podcast as well as some other URLs that are, I think, extra useful for you to check out beyond this episode because, again, I'm just not going to talk for hours and hours to go super in-depth to all of these topics. Like Most of these topics could have their own episodes. So one thing I wanted to say is that like right off the bat why I even wanted to talk about ASDA is because according to their website, nearly 90% of all the dental students in the United States are ASDA members. So chances are most of you listening are an ASDA member or you will be in the near future. And I've become super passionate about ASDA in the past couple years of dental school. I'm in my second year, but I've been involved since as soon as we got here. So I just really wanted to sit down and share my experiences with you all so that your ASDA experience could maybe be made even better with this extra information. So what is ASDA? The mission statement most clearly, I would say, sums up what ASDA is. I'll just read that off for you. The American Student Dental Association is a national student-run organization that protects and advances the rights, interests, and welfare of dental students. It introduces students to lifelong involvement in organized dentistry and provides services, information, education, representation, and advocacy. So I read that slowly because I really wanted you to take it all in because Every word in a mission statement, as you might know from like a business class or a marketing class, is intentionally put there for a reason, so I wanted you to be able to really focus on each word of that mission statement because it was, I'm assuming, all very intentional, and I think it does really summarize everything that ASDA does, but we're going to break it down. We're going to go through the different levels of ASDA and some of the things that I think are most notable to expand upon and some of the things I find just the most impactful that ASDA is doing to affect my life as a dental student, to affect the future of dentists, of dental education, and then we'll get into some of the benefits of having an ASDA membership, and then we'll round off with my experiences. So the ways that I've been involved, the events that I've gotten to go to, the events that my chapter does to maybe give you some ideas if your chapter is looking for new things to do. And then at the end, we'll just talk about pre-dental topics and resources for pre-dental students. But starting off, I wanted to add that I said 90% of dental students are part of ASDA. And in terms of a whole number, that comes out to be over 23,000 student members across all of the dental schools in the country and in Puerto Rico. 
So the levels of ASDA, I think, is one of the first things to understand about the organization as a whole is that it's tripartite, which just means containing three parts. So there's three levels, starting with closest to you is your chapter. So that is the organization at your dental school. For my case, it would be University of Michigan School of Dentistry as a chapter. It could be whatever school you're going to. And then after that, going up a little bit more and including more would be the district. So there are 11 districts. You can kind of think of it as like a region, if you will, but I'll go through and read the 11 districts, like which dental schools are in them. That way you can keep an eye on the schools that are near you or the district that your dental school is involved in. You can follow their social media, see what they're up to, make sure you're getting involved in events and opportunities. And before I read them off though, I did just want to say that If you didn't know this, there's not dental schools in a handful of U.S. states, unfortunately. So there's not dental schools in Alaska, Arkansas, Delaware, Hawaii, Idaho, Kansas, Montana, New Hampshire, New Mexico, North Dakota, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Vermont, or Wyoming. So personally, just as a side note, I really hope that one day there will be more dental schools to increase access to care for these communities and improve accessibility for students that want to go to dental school. And hopefully that would help with the cost as well if they could be public dental schools, like in-state dental schools. But aside from that, let's get to reading off these districts and I'll try to go quickly. I do want to include it though because I think it's interesting and I want you to be aware of which school your, which district your school is in. So district one is Boston, Connecticut, Harvard, New England and Tufts. District 2 is Buffalo, Columbia, New York, Rutgers, Stony Brook, and Touro. District 3 is Howard, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, and Temple. District 4 is East Carolina, Georgia, Meharry, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia. District 5 is Alabama, Florida, Lecom, Louisiana, Mississippi, Nova, and Puerto Rico. District 6 is my district. Shout out District 6. So that would be Case Western, Detroit Mercy, Michigan, Ohio State, and West Virginia. District 7, which we also do a lot with as District 6. Sometimes in the past we've done like joint conferences and things with them. But those dental schools in District 7 are... Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisville, Marquette, Midwestern Illinois, and Southern Illinois. District 8, we have Creighton, Iowa, Minnesota, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, Kirksville, and Nebraska. District 9 is Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Texas Houston, Texas San Antonio, and TTUHSC El Paso. And then District 10, getting towards the end, District 10 is Arizona, Las Vegas, Midwestern Arizona, Oregon, Roseman, Utah, and Washington. And the last but not least district is Loma Linda, Los Angeles, North State, Pacific, San Francisco, Southern California, and Western. So (laughs) once we go past the district level, we also have a national level representing ASDA and making a lot of the decisions that are voted for by the chapters, putting those into action, basically. So the national level has positions, which is the board of trustees. So each district that I just read off has one highest level of leadership in the district called the district trustee. And those students are also part of the national level encompassing the board of trustees. So there would be 11 people on the board of trustees and then there's the house of delegates as well as different councils and committees so there's a national president a national vice president a speaker of the house and then various councils and committees on things like communications and other topics so usually those national leadership roles are d3 and d4 students but sometimes they could be really ambitious d2s elected as well and for the district again so that's kind of the regional thing you can think of. There's a whole cabinet of leadership for your district as well with students from the schools within your district. So like I said, I'm district six, there's five schools. So I'm a part of my chapter's leadership as well as my district leadership cabinet. So you have the opportunity to get involved at all three levels, at one of the three, two of the three, 
just kind of depends what you're interested in and what you get elected to because usually there's multiple people running for a position so you do have to be elected so I wanted to also go into some of the things about ASDA that I think are exceptionally notable and things that I have really appreciated and learned from as being a part of ASDA. So the first is advocacy, and that can kind of be tied into the topic of legislation and legislative priorities. So some of the topics, just rattling them off, are amalgam usage, the Affordable Care Act, Medicare, Medicaid opioids, vaccinations, COVID-19 protocols, vaping, student debt, licensing exam, format, and transportability, mid-level providers, and barriers to care. And I will put the link in the description to this page if you're interested in reading about as does stance and things that they have done for any of those issues. But I wanted to talk about a few of them that I think are most pressing and that I learned were most pressing as well from the district conference that I went to recently. So this was presented by Sebastian, the current Speaker of the House. The national roles are going to turn over at the annual session, which is another conference. Again, I'll go through what all these conferences are (laughs) in a little bit when I get into my experiences. But Sebastian, at the time of my District 6 um, conference, was a Speaker of the House and still is for a few more weeks. But the priorities right now for advocacy is licensure reform, student debt, and mid-level providers. And some of the past legislative activities and successes, I'm just really reading off Sebastian's PowerPoint, so thank you, Sebastian, for sharing this with us, and it's all on the website as well. But the Action for Dental Health Act was passed, which is, as the members sent more than 600 letters to Congress advocating for the bill's passage, The bill was signed into law December 11, 2018, and allows organizations to qualify for oral health grants administered by the CDC. And then another act that was passed is the Support for Patients and Communities Act. Principles that ASDA advocated at the ADA, Dentist, and Student Lobby Day were adopted with this bill's passage on October 24, 2018. The bill authorizes research, grants, and other programs to combat the opioid crisis. So that was one of the things I listed off earlier. Third of fourth examples that they gave of ways that ASDA has advocated and made a difference. So there's the student debt alleviation. ASDA has been working to lobby at Capitol Hill with other dental organizations for measures to lessen the student debt board burden. And then some of the bills supported by ASDA when it comes to student debt alleviation are the AIM Higher Act, Student Loan Refinancing and Recalculation Act, and the Student Loan Refinancing Act. And then the fourth is coalition letters. ASDA, alongside other dental organizations, supported the REDI Act, which is Resident Education Deferred Interest Act, which focuses on interest accrual for physicians and dentists in residency as well as they also supported the Dental Faculty Loan Repayment Act, which will keep dental faculty members from paying potentially hefty tax bills on federal loan repayment benefits. So that's one of these slides I wanted to share. And then there were another one that I wanted to share. Specifically, I mentioned one of the things that ASDA has been making efforts for to represent students, as that was in the mission statement, representing the best interests of the dental students related to COVID-19. So back in March 9th of 2020, we remember that was like right before everything and all the schools shut down, sent us all home and had no clue what anyone was going to do, but it was necessary. So March 9th, 2020, the executive committee and senior staff meet to discuss response to COVID-19 as it begins conversations with with stakeholders. In March 17th of 2020, so just a few weeks later, they issued their COVID-19 statement, recognizing graduation, loan repayment, and license for the class of 2020 as major issues, which, as we all know, that was a big issue, and they created the COVID-19 page on their website to keep everyone up to date on what they were doing and what they felt was best. So March 21st, 2020, again, this is all pretty swift. You can see that these are only like a few days apart, and this is just a timeline we're walking through. So March 21st, a few days later, they sent letters on key issues. So licensure letter sent to the ADA, deans, testing agencies, state boards, and AADB, 
Student debt letter was also sent to the House of Senate. Again, a few days later, like this team was working very hard, March 23rd, 2020, they sent out a chapter survey. Information regarding ASDA chapter management and leadership collected, allowing ASDA to support local components. So basically, they're trying to figure out what are the student needs, what are the best ways we can make this happen for people. Again, a few days later, so this is seven days after that, March 30th, 2020, they held calls with the stakeholders. So who are the stakeholders? The stakeholders are these people that are administering these licensing exams. And the licensing is one component that a graduate needs to practice as a dentist. You need to graduate from an accredited dental school and you need to get your dental license from taking boards exams. So they had calls with the stakeholders on March 30th, 2020. So they held calls with the CDCA, CRDTS, SRTA, and REB, along with ADIA and AADB to discuss issues and proposed solutions. And again, not too much later, April 3rd, 2020, they had some licensure reform victories. So a statement was issued on the release of the ADA's Dialoski and Testing Agency's mannequin exams. So that's one thing I want to talk about really quickly before we move on off of the topic of advocacy and licensure reform. So mannequin-based exams is one of the topics that you'll probably hear a lot if you get involved with ASDA or if you're going to really anything talking about dental students and the future of dental education and licensing. So there's two key things I would say with licensure exams that ASDA would like standardized and reformed. They think that it would be best, and I agree personally, that all dental licensing exams are held on mannequins rather than live patients, which historically they were pretty much all on live patients. COVID made it necessary to have them on mannequins, and we're trying to leverage that opportunity to continue that and keep it that way rather than change it back to how it was. And the reason for this is mostly ethics, in my opinion, so this is all my opinion now, but essentially you would have this ideal lesion that you would need to have on boards and you would see a patient and boards are let's say in March, but instead of treating them in January, people would have to say, okay, I'll schedule you to be my board's patient in March. And dental caries, cavities, is active disease. That is incredibly unethical to leave active disease in a patient's mouth when you have the means to treat it just because you want to have them as a board's patient. In addition, Many students actually had to pay their board's patients to show up out of their own pocket in addition to the fee that you pay to the testing agency to take boards. But patients realize that I'm a value. You can't take this exam. You can't pass this exam without me showing up. And I heard that my friend got paid $500, so I want to be paid $500. That was stuff that I have heard was happening, which again, of course, super unethical and put students in a really hard place financially as well as ethically. So that's part of the reason that we like mannequin exams. It standardizes it so that everyone across the country is working on the same situation. So it's more fairly assessing people's skills. And you don't have to deal with pushing off care and you don't have to deal with bribery or paying patients. Like that's so strange that that had come to that. So we like mannequin-based exams. And then the other thing I said was transportability. So a lot of these licensing exams is not the same from state to state, which is just strange because is it different to be a dentist in Delaware versus Michigan? No, you're still providing and should be providing the same standard of care, working with the same materials. You have the same opportunities to learn as much. You have the same opportunities to have access to the same materials and treatments for your patients. So it should be the same. So why is the licensing exam different? And they like to compare it to like a driving license. So I'm licensed to drive in the state of Michigan. I can take a road trip across the country legally, and that's fine. It's the same rules in every state, and I can legally drive in every state. So they like to compare it to that and have transportability that a dentist that is licensed in one state could go and practice somewhere else. Because kind of like how people say... You know, it's not really fair to expect an 18-year-old to know what they want to do for the rest of their lives, to have to pick a major and go into that and just go right into grad school or right into working when they're 21 or something. I kind of see it like that. Like, it's not really realistic to expect me as a dental graduate at 26 who has never worked as a dentist before to know exactly what state I want to work in for the rest of my life. 
it's not fair. And yes, of course, you can take another board exam, but they're expensive. They're thousands of dollars, and that's just so unnecessary. And a lot of them, they're testing pretty much the same thing anyways. So at that point, why is it not standardized? And why is there not one test for everyone? And then we can find jobs in areas that need it and areas that we would best serve. So that's my spiel about licensing exams and something that I think is very interesting and something that ASDA is working very hard for. So it's a really good thing you could get involved in in ASDA if it's of interest to you as well. One other thing and element, I guess is a better word choice, of ASDA that I thought would be cool to talk about is wellness. ASDA takes wellness very seriously. Again, they're protecting us dental students and advocating for us and a lot of struggles happen in dental school from all aspects of your life. So it's really important to understand wellness, to understand different ways that you can focus on taking care of yourself. So ASDA highlights five divisions of wellness. They see it as emotional, physical, intellectual, occupational, and environmental. So there's various events throughout the year that focus on different aspects of wellness. So there's actually a wellness month in September, and that national will go ahead and say like all these ideas of challenges and different activities that your chapters can do, and then your chapter can come up with their own ideas as well, and just have people really focusing on taking care of themselves. There might be like group fitness classes or meditation sessions, or in my case, in my chapter, we have leadership positions kind of specifically revolving around this idea of wellness. So for the first few divisions of wellness, I would say that our chapter wellness co-chairs really take care of that. And then we also have a sustainability chair that I say pretty well covers the environmental aspect of wellness. And then we have professional development chairs that help create workshops focused on the intellectual and occupational wellness components as well. And as I mentioned, advocacy and wellness. So ASDA has months dedicated to both of those topics. I told you wellness month is every September. Advocacy month is every November. And then there's also a week of service that I thought would be notable to include in here. And that just happened a few weeks ago in January. So National ASDA does a really great job of sending out these events to all the students in that are members and specifically to the chapter leaders so that they can put on events at your school focusing around these topics. And just for the sake of time, I won't go into every element that ASDA focuses on because it's just a gigantic organization with so many facets and 23,000 students involved. But a few other things, I just want you to know that they exist and that there's events for it, workshops for it, webinars for it, leadership training revolving around it, and activities happening So in, of course, diversity, equity, and inclusion, as well as dental ethics, community service, and more. So you can check all that out with your chapter leader or through the ASDA website. Again, just asdanet.org. And before we transition into my experience, I wanted to talk about some of the ASDA member benefits. Again, I'll have a link to this in the description, but some that are notable is the ability to attend all your school ASDA events, your chapter events. So there's speakers, training sessions, socials, community service opportunities. And one thing I think some people overlook or just forget to claim essentially is that you get ADA disability insurance and also life insurance. You just have to fill out a one sheet of paper through a website and you have 2000 a month of disability insurance for up to seven years to help pay for living expenses during a period of disability due to injury or illness. And then you have up to $2,000 a month for up to a total of $150,000 to help repay student loans if you become disabled or unable to perform your duties as a dental student. Again, as well as like passing away, unfortunately, so that that burden isn't placed on your immediate family to repay your student debt. So that's something you literally just go on the website and claim it. I did that right away my first year as soon as I became a member. And then there's also some other benefits like access to ASDA publications where you can learn a lot through the Contour, the e-magazine. There's an ASDA blog and there's also advocacy briefs. And then there's a lot of career and educational resources through online webinars 
And there's so many networking opportunities with future employers through dental service organizations and your chapter probably does a good job of connecting you with local offices and dentists as well. And of course, there's always more info on the ASDA website. So let's transition into leadership roles and my own experience and some of the cool things that my chapter does. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, hopefully you're still with me there, still paying attention and getting extra hype about ASDA. I just, I really wanted to make this episode. I felt like a lot of you are involved in like some way, but you might not really know even what it is or how much opportunity there really is out there and what difference ASDA is making for us as future professionals. But I wanted to talk about my own experience as well. So when I came to dental school, well, I should even start before that. I was an ASDA member as a pre-dental student through our pre-dental club, which I'll talk about later, and as well as the events I went to as a pre-dental student. And then fast forward, I got into dental school, I decided to go to Michigan, and I knew I wanted to be involved in ASDA as a dental student as well. So I joined when we had our Tuesday Tuesday, which is like club sign-up day in September of my first year of dental school, and I knew I wanted to get involved because I love organized dentistry and organizations in general and being involved at my school, but to be honest, I didn't understand a lot of the stuff I talked about in this episode at that time. I didn't really know what ASDA was all about, what it all encompassed, and I didn't really expect it to take me where it has. But I still applied for a leadership position on our general executive board. So we have two executive boards that are kind of different levels, if you will, within our chapter, and they also do elections at a different time. So in the fall, we have elections for our general executive board, which has about 30 positions on it. So some of the positions have two people, actually most of them do. For example, the position I applied for was a pre-dental chair, so I was a co-chair with a D3 student at the time when I was a D1. And then there's also, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, wellness, sustainability, membership, community service, social chair, golf outing chair, because that's one of our big events, and a bunch of other positions, adding up to around 30 plus people every year. And I got involved in that right away. And the main responsibility for the position as a pre-dental chair was planning our pre-dental day where we host a group of pre-dental students in the summer, usually in June, and they get to do hands-on dental work. They get like different workshops about their application. There's a student panel. They get to hear from some of our faculty, from the admissions department. And it's a great day, but it does require a lot of planning and coordinating. And in my case, it was our second year of holding it virtually. So I had a little bit of help and kind of information passed down to me about how to do a virtual day, but a lot of it still was on my plate to handle myself. And it was really fun getting to put that together because I had gotten so much from ASDA as a pre-dental student, and I really enjoyed those pre-dental days at Michigan, but at other schools as well. So I was really excited to jump right in and get involved in that way and give back, you know, kind of pay it forward for what I had gotten to enjoy and learn from. And then flash forward to March-ish of my first year, And we were coming close to being done with our first year because finals are in April and then in May we become second year students. So that March applications came out for our core executive board, which is six positions. So it's president, vice president, treasurer, secretary, and then there is lunch and learn coordinator and legislative liaison. So I decided to apply for the lunch and learn coordinator position. My friend Anna was going to be president 
this school year now that I'm in as I'm a D2 and I was going to be a D2 when I took on this position and I decided to be lunch and learn coordinator. I believe I ran unopposed honestly at the time and Anna, the reason I mentioned her is because she was lunch and learn coordinator the year before. So I knew I would have really good mentorship because she'd still be involved and she could help answer my questions and kind of get me trained up very well. I knew she really cared about ASDA and would make sure I knew what I was doing so that I could do the best job possible for our chapter. And lunch and learn coordinator is not just lunch and learns. So, and oddly enough, our school changed our clinic schedule. So our lunch and learns don't even happen during lunch. They happen during like dinner time. But (laughs) what I do as lunch and learn coordinator is communicate with a bunch of different dentists, dentist service organizations. Um, I talk to insurance companies, real estate companies, local dentists. I talk to the ADA, the Michigan Dental Association, and I try to bring in speakers so that our students can learn about all those different topics in dentistry. So that mostly involves sending a lot of emails. We kind of have a template of what we send out to businesses and organizations about our rates that we charge to come talk to our members. And then they usually also provide food for the members if, depending on the past year, you know how there's always spikes and waves of different safety precautions going depending what was going on with COVID. So sometimes things were virtual, sometimes they could be in person, but no food. Sometimes they were allowed to be in person with food, but with like social distancing. So it's definitely been very like wavy of what is and isn't allowed, but I've done my best to try to keep at least having events, whatever capacity was safe at the time. But we would do some events at the school. So like I said, our clinic schedule got changed. So we don't have a lunch hour anymore. There's three appointments. And it didn't really make sense for the third and fourth year students to be able to attend if I had it during an in-between period in the middle of the day. So we started doing all of our lunch and learns at 5.30 p.m. if they were in person because clinic ends at 5.15. And then if they're online, I usually try to have them around 7 p.m. That way people can get home, settle in, maybe make their dinner and watch the Zoom during that. And then there's also off-campus socials that I organize. So I said we have social chairs, but they don't really deal with companies in the way that I do or businesses. They more so just plan things that are purely for our members. And then I plan things that are more educational off-campus socials. They're more so like networking events even than socials. So the company, let's say it was Heartland Dental, for example, we do events with them. I would talk to their campus recruiter and we would pick a date and a location in Ann Arbor and then they would set up everything with the actual venue for us and all we really had to do was show up. So we would bring our members for let's say like appetizers and drinks and they would have several of their dentists there for our students to talk to and our students could talk to each other and learn more about their business. Sometimes at these events they're more casual like that, mingling around, little appetizers and things. And then other times it's more of a sit-down event where there's a presentation, again, still off campus, but they'll have dinner, drinks, apps, whatever it may be. And then there might be a speaker that talks to us for 30 minutes or something, and then the other half is for mingling. So those are how the different events work that I coordinate. I also helped because I'm coordinating and communicating so directly with these businesses, I also helped with getting sponsors for other events like our tailgates that we do. So now we can kind of transition from my direct roles to just other cool events that our club does that I think is fun. So our chapter organization, we have tailgates because Michigan is a big football school. We're a big 10 school and we host a lot of tailgates. So we rent out a space on the golf course right across from the stadium And all of our members are welcome to come and we provide food, drinks, music, a tent, and just like the opportunity for there to be a good time. And then members get to show up. Other students that aren't in ASDA are welcome to come or plus ones like partners, friends that people have in town are also welcome to come. They just pay a little bit more for their wristbands since they aren't members. And some of those tailgates get to be free because we're able to find sponsors to cover the monetary cost of hosting them. And then some of them, we have members pay a small fee to get to come since there is 
free food and drinks once you're there. And then, like I said, non-members pay a little bit higher of a fee, and that's how we manage to have these events. So there is actually a ton of like business and relationship with the treasurer, especially the treasurer of your as a chapter knows a lot about money and finances, I would say, or will learn a lot throughout the position. And I think because my position does a lot of fundraising through itself, I have learned a lot more about the finance aspect of our chapter and I don't want to keep jumping around. So I will finish off with all the events that we had this year and then I will talk about my leadership position for next year. So in the fall, we had a lot of tailgates. We also have our golf outing that alternates between July and September. So that is another fundraising, but also like social community event. So a bunch of our faculty will get involved and play as a foursome. A lot of students, again, they don't have to be in ASDA. Anyone can do it. And then they'll also be sponsors from different organized dentistry groups or insurances or what have you. So we host that and it's a one day event and we're able to usually raise some money from our chapter through the cost of people paying us to get to play and then the sponsors paying us to be there to maybe play with people to have a sign up things like that and that's always a really fun event that this coming summer I'll hopefully get to participate in I didn't actually go to it last year and then in the fall we also do an annual 5k called Turner's Trot so one of our dental students a few years back actually passed away during school and his family works with ASDA to host this 5k as a fundraiser for his scholarship fund that they created so that's a big event that we have a whole executive board position for for the people that organize the Turner's Trot and that's something that our ASDA chapter does every single year as well so all three of these events tailgates every single football game golf outing turner's trot we do those every year and then things that kind of vary would be what kind of speakers and events we have come in for lunch and learns for off-campus socials what kind of socials we do like we did a barbecue this past summer so just random things that are fun for members we might like run out a bowling alley or something or host like we have like bagels in the morning sometimes for members. So just like various little things and those kind of change throughout the year. Same with the community service. It just is whoever's in the leadership positions for those things, what they feel like doing, what they want to offer. Again, with COVID, things have been so weird, but that is kind of some of the events that we do and what we're looking forward to hopefully doing. It's all approved, but it's still in the planning process and it hasn't happened yet. But in March, we're hoping to have a mandible so like the bone on your jaw the mandible but b-a-l-l instead so like a ball a gala we're gonna have an asda gala in march for our chapter that is just for our faculty leaders so we have two faculty that advise our chapter our faculty advisors and their spouses and then it'll be our chapter members and plus ones and if we don't reach capacity with those people buying tickets then we'll invite the rest of the dental students to buy tickets as well. So I think it'll be around 300, 350 people. And we'll have a DJ, of course. We'll have like some props and photo opportunities. It'll be like a fully formal event. Like I bought a floor length gown to wear. Gown is a little dramatic, but a full length dress for sure. I went on like the formal tab of the Lulu's website online shopping, you know. So I'm really excited about that. They tried to have one a few years ago, and a lot of other schools have mandibles, but our chapter hadn't, or it hadn't in a long time. So they tried to have it that March that COVID happened. So of course it didn't happen. Last year it couldn't happen. But this year we're hoping everything goes smoothly and we get to have that event. So I think that's like the main highlights for chapter stuff. But I also wanted to talk about conferences really quickly, and then I will talk about my leadership position for next year. So conferences, there are three conferences that are of note, I would say. So there is the National Summit that happens in the same city every year. It's always in Chicago and in November. I would say that's the biggest conference in the sense most schools bring anywhere from five to like 20 of their chapter members and leadership team. I, we brought eight, so four of us were on our executive board, and then four were chapter members, and then also, I guess there was nine from our school because our district trustee is a Michigan student, so he also came, but the trustees kind of handle their own rooming and getting everywhere, so it was kind of separate from our chapter, like sponsoring these students to attend. 
but that one is a blast. It's really similar year to year, but like different speakers, different networking opportunities. It's Friday, Saturday, and a half day Sunday. So we got in Thursday night, and then you check in either Thursday night or Friday. Full day of programming, you get lunch, you get like a light breakfast, and then there's usually like a happy hour or quick little mingling thing and then there's a social in the evening also sponsored by a dental company so the first night is the med pro boat cruise and it takes you out along the lake there on a boat a three-story boat dj food bar with drink tickets covered like great time and then the next day saturday breakfast lunch programming throughout the day again and then another social in the evening and then Sunday is a half day with programming and then a send-off. And so by programming, I mean different speakers. So there'll be different dentists talking about things like business management, managing your wellness, communication skills, resume, finding an associate role, like DSO versus private, getting into residency. There's so many topics and you're thinking, how can you fit that all into one day? Well, each time frame, there's usually two or three presentations going on and then you pick which one you want to go to, which I really like because then you're able to tailor the conference to what actually suits your goals and your interests and maybe the areas of yourself that you're trying to improve on. And there's also in between sessions you get like 15 minute breaks you can grab some snacks that they have they have a bunch of like photo ops and they have professional headshots that they'll take of you and more opportunities to just connect with different vendors and businesses and of course meet all the dental students if there's 66 dental schools and each of them bringing 5 10 15 20 students there's so many people to get to meet and it was a great time and I'm excited to get to go next fall. And hopefully I'll see some of you there. So if you ever see me, I'm Haley, Haley Schultz from University of Michigan. Definitely come say hi. And then there's two more big conference event type things, I would say. One of them isn't really a conference, but it's Lobby Day in March. So that's more so where the national leaders go to Washington, D.C. and literally lobby for some of those topics that we were discussing. So not everyone goes to that. Usually it's just the national leaders and maybe like your legislative liaison from your chapter or someone from your district would get to go. But um, this year is even smaller because of COVID. So you can tune in like virtually and see updates about everything that's going on and maybe different acts that might get passed or how their conversations are going. And then the other one that actually is a conference, but again, is a little bit smaller scale because it's more of a working conference is called the annual session and that happens in february from my understanding that one switches locations every year but this year it's in louisville kentucky so myself i'm going and then three other students from our chapter you have to send two because i said it was a working conference that just means that we're voting so each chapter has two delegates that vote on who will be their district trustee, who's going to be the national leaders, different proposals and acts, deciding what ASDA wants to have their stance be. Like we're advocating and giving our voice for all of those things in representation of our chapter, essentially. So myself and one of our other leaders for the core board next year are going to be the delegates and then we brought two other members of our core board as well two girls two guys and then it's really nice because i'm pretty close with some of the leaders at ohio states as the chapter so we're bringing two girls and two guys and they're also bringing two girls and two guys so we were able to um room together basically so like us two girls will room with the two girls from Ohio State and then they were able to bring two guys and can room with our two guys so it's nice to cut down on costs because usually the chapter pays for all of this event or they pay for at least part of it so it's nice that we can try to save money in certain ways by like forming relationships with these other chapters. One thing I forgot to mention I'm just now realizing back when I was talking about oh like how much chapters cover for events and like do you have to pay out of pocket to go for these conferences usually the conferences are fully covered by your chapter or at least partially like they might pay a thousand plus dollars for you to go but you're only maybe gonna pay 150 or something or it might be totally covered it just really depends on how your chapter does things but the reason I thought of what I forgot to mention earlier I was going through the levels of ASDA and I said your chapter is your like local level like closest to you representing your dental school and comprises of those students some schools are auto enroll 
which just means that every single student in the dental school is automatically a member of ASDA and usually the dean would decide that that's part of the way your dental school works and then you'd basically be paying for your national membership as part of your tuition and you're automatically a member of ASDA which means you're automatically a member of the ADA but my dental school at Michigan we are not auto enroll so there's about 260 ish people in ASDA and each class has 108 108 and then 130 for the last two classes which is another topic of why the class size grows it's the internationally trained dentist joining us I don't want to get too distracted here though but basically I think the funds for the chapter and the size of the chapter varies how many students are in your dental school first and then also varies if every single student is auto enrolled or if you as an individual make the decision to sign up to become a member so that also I think depends like the experience that you're going to have in ASDA at different dental schools is going to vary for that reason as well. So we went through annual session as much as I know about it since I haven't attended yet. I can't talk that much about it in lobby day. I also haven't attended and won't be attending so I can't talk as much about that either. But lastly before we jump into pre-dental things I wanted to mention my future leadership role or the leadership role I'm transitioning into right now. So we did our elections a little bit early. We did them in January instead of March for the core executive board because we needed some more people to come with me to annual session. And I was elected president. I ran against another classmate and was elected president and he will be serving as vice president. And then we have all those roles filled. So I'm super excited. And like I said, my friend and roommate, Anna, is the current president. So I feel confident with her staying around. She'll be a D4 next year. I'll be a D3. She's going to be serving as the immediate past president, which is another role on our core executive board. Kind of a mentorship and someone to just help us if we have any issues, but allows her to still focus on all the things that go on in fourth year. Usually the way it works for a lot of the clubs at my school is like a d3 is typically a president of a student organization this is not even as a specific and it's definitely not a rule i'm just saying a trend at clubs student orgs at my school is usually a d3 is a president and then the vice president is either someone that's a d2 gonna probably be president next year or sometimes it's d4 that used to be president either way it's either someone like in training or someone to help the current president but usually the president's a d3 and the reason for that is because d4 year you're trying to find a job you're taking two different boards licensing exams you're just trying to meet all your graduation requirements you might have more going on in your personal life because you're more grown up you know so Usually fourth years don't take that like highest leadership position in student orgs just because they have a lot else on their plate. And by the time the year's ending, it just makes like a transition kind of weird if they straight up leave the school and then there would be like no one to guide them the following year, you know? So that's kind of why that's a trend. Again, it's not a rule. It's just how at least most clubs work at my dental school. So I'll be president of my ASA chapter next year. I'm so, so excited to support everyone and provide any help that I can to get more events happening, to increase our membership, get more people involved, get more people aware of the benefits, all the things I like mentioned in this episode. And yeah, I just really love ASDA. I've gained so much from ASDA. I've learned so much from ASDA. I've met so many great people through ASDA all the way back as a pre-dental student up till now. So I'm really excited for next year for the opportunity. And we're going to kind of transition into me being like the actual president of our chapter around March. So right now I'm still serving as a Lunch and Learn coordinator and I'm helping train our new Lunch and Learn coordinator for next year. Over the next couple months, we'll work together and make sure she feels competent with the role because it's definitely one of the most time-consuming roles on our core executive board, I would say, just because pretty much any event that happens is planned by this position, Lunch and Learn Coordinator, so it is a lot of time and effort, but it's definitely worth it because I got to meet so many cool people through the position. And we're going to take another quick transition, and then we're going to talk about pre-dental. That'll be a shorter segment of this episode, I promise, but, and just some closing thoughts in general, and also what to expect next week on the podcast. Who is the guest? You'll have to wait and see.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alrighty, our last topic of the episode. I know it's a long one. I didn't expect it to be this long, to be honest, but I clearly was just excited. So I wanted to share some resources for the pre-dental students listening about ASDA. So there are leadership positions that pre-dental students can have. You can check those out on the website. And then there's also usually pre-dental days or pre-dental events hosted by the district that you're near or hosted by the dental schools that you're near or the dental schools that you want to attend. I do want to highlight that usually these are in-person events, but because of COVID, a lot of it's been happening virtually, which is actually a benefit, I think, to students in a way because you're able to attend these pre-dental days at schools that maybe weren't accessible to you before. So let's say I live in Michigan, but I could have gone to a virtual pre-dental day for a school in Florida or California easily versus my reality was a pre-dental student pre-COVID and I could only attend pre-dental days that I was willing to drive to. So I went to one at Ohio State, I went to one at Marquette, I went to several at Detroit Mercy, and I went to one or two at Michigan. So I'm going to put a great page in the description. It's basically the pre-dental tab of their website. It says getting into dental school, and then you're going to see a bunch of resources for pre-dental students. So you'll see advice for preparing for having student loan debt, tips for your applications, how to get your pre-dental club to become an ASDA-affiliated student org at your school. So there's some requirements if you want to become ASDA-affiliated, which at Michigan State our chapter was. And then they also have pre-dental guides that you can access. Some of the topics are getting into dental school, preparing for a shadowing opportunity, tips on how to organize your pathway to dental school, guidance for non-traditional students, and the DAT, of course, letters of evaluation, your personal statement, committee letters, and there's also a way you can sign up to get their monthly newsletter sent to your email, and that is called Polished Pre-Dental. So you can do all that from the website. You can either use the link in the description or just do a good old Google search. It always gets you where you need to go. But I really think that getting involved in ASDA early as a college student is a great way to be extra prepared for interviews because you'll be levels ahead of other students, honestly, because of the exposure that you're going to get to dental ethics, licensure, just general tips and more. So I think it's a really great stepping stone. Also, if you're looking to get into leadership positions right when you start dental school as a D1, you'll have a better shot to then throughout your dental school career reach different levels of leadership like maybe a chapter president, a district trustee, or even a national position. Just getting started now lets you learn more about the organization and get more involved so that you have a better chance to do these other leadership roles as you go throughout dental school if that's something that interests you. And I just feel like these roles have amazing opportunities to serve, lead, support, ASDA in many facets. Like we talked about all these really cool things that ASDA does. I don't have the info and the experience yet to like truly describe all the different levels and like higher up leadership positions like on the national level. But I do really encourage you to look into your chapter and your district of schools you're interested in attending if you are a pre-dental student. Follow them on Instagram, see what events they have coming up, and just in general, stay engaged with dentistry because it will pay off. And if you're a dental student listening, I really think you're going to want to join ASDA. It's, I think, the best student organization out there, and it encompasses anything you could want out of a student org all in one. So if you're only going to join one, ASDA is the one to do. I think it's going to make you an even better dentist one day if you really take advantage of those opportunities. You have to make the most out of it. Like it's not going to hand too many things to you. Like you have to show up to events. You have to make sure you fill out the one little paper to get your disability and life insurance. Like you have to at least be a little bit proactive, but you should have so many opportunities to be proactive. 
And lastly, I would say if you're already involved in ASDA and you were just listening because you're curious to how ASDA has worked for me, maybe you got some ideas of new events your chapter could do or learned about a benefit that you didn't think of before that you could take advantage of like those insurances. So I would love to know more about your ASDA experiences. Please send me a message. You can message me on at Dental Download Podcast. That's our podcast Instagram page. Or even better, if you want to be part of a public discussion, leave a comment on our Instagram page post today saying some of your ASDA experiences or maybe posing a question for people about how something works in their chapter. We can get a little discussion going over there on Instagram. And I said I would let you know who the speaker is or guest next week on the podcast. It is a guest coming back to join us, actually, Joe. Joe is a D2, like me, but at Ohio State University. He is the upcoming president for his ASDA chapter, actually. So we talk a little bit about ASDA, and we mostly, it's less of an interview. Um, When I have dental students, it's definitely more conversational than interview style, I would say. So we kind of bounce back and forth comparing our dental school experiences, our feelings heading into clinic, and how the first couple years of dental school went in both of our programs. So you can look forward to that episode next week, and I will talk to you next Monday.